Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast, a celebration of last night's show. Holy shit. Uh, last night saw Robbie Collins, Carvin Goldstone, and Tatsun Konzo at um, Dropkick Murphy's. And holy shit. Holy shit, what a good comedy show. Like, O's were on fire. Like, just the levels, man. The fucking layers, the laughs. It was it was such a good time. It was such, like, it was packed. And it was just, like, people really came out to see Robbie and Carbon because that's what it was billed as. And then Tats was, like, a surprise act. And, yeah, man, they're two Durban boys who made it big. Like, they're probably two of the biggest comedians to come out of Durban. And, yeah, Carvin travels the fucking world doing his thing. I never see that anymore. And then Robbie moved from Durban a long time ago. Like, he he bounced to Joburg, and then lately he's been in New York and stuff. And Tats, I don't know Tats that well. Like, I know I know him from shows and stuff, but, you know, we didn't, we didn't come up in the scene together. But, yo, seeing him last night, like, I'd watched him a couple times, but the fucking... Yo, the stuff he's doing at the moment is actually hella good. Like, it's layered as fuck. It's actually, like, rather political and... But, like, subtly. Like, what was dope about last night's show was basically comedians doing the whole thing of showing, not telling. Like, I... Like, I was really, like... Yo, my brain was in overdrive last night because I was just, like comparing myself and seeing like how big the gap is because it's actually pretty fucking big uh between myself and those guys because you know like i'll just tell you the thing that i'm thinking or like whatever like you know i'll tell you a joke and like i'll make like wordplay about it and stuff and like obviously i do some things where i you know subtly do things but not that often and last night's all three comedians but especially tats was like you know there was text and there was subtext and like I really, I really dug the topics that he chose to engage with and uh, make jokes about, and how he went about it. Like I don't want to, like it's also, it's not like I didn't think like Tats wasn't shit before, you know. Like I've always thought great comedian, you know, good corporate act. Essentially, was what like I had seen in my head, and I think he still probably is a good corporate act. But yeah, a lot of what he was talking about last night, and a lot of the ways he was doing it, I was just like, damn, this dude's. This dude's on it. Like, fuck, where, where have I been that I haven't been like a Tats and Konzo fan this whole time? So, yeah, I'll probably get him on the podcast at some point so we can chat about it. And I guess I can tell you that Robbie's going to be on the podcast next week. Um, he's going to come through to the studio because he's living in Durban at the moment. And yeah, that's that's been a cool change, actually. It's been really cool having him back in town and... I don't know, giving, giving like a lot of the comedians here, including myself, like something to work towards, you know, like uh, it's a, he shows you that it can be done. And uh, yeah, because his career is going pretty, pretty, pretty good, as they might say, as a Larry David might say. But yeah, man, fucking last night's show was banging. Also, obviously loved, loved Robbie's sets, loved Carvin's sets. I love the ease, man, the fucking ease with which they do the thing. They were just so comfortable and just like, had the crowd of fucking eating out the palm of their hands. Like, I genuinely think it might be the best comedy gig I've ever been to. Yeah, like, not being hyperbolic there. Just straight up, I actually th can't think of a show that I've been to that, like, you know, where I was just watching and stuff and, like, laughed that much, that hard for that long. 
like it was just the entire time and it was just all fire it was really a fucking special night man a really special moment so i was stoked that i was able to go and check that out and also it was cool to take my girlfriend and show her you know two of durban's originals because she's from cape town so she doesn't really know the history here it was funny like you know carvin would be like both carvin and uh Robbie were doing like TRO jokes and what's what's the other one? No, they didn't do any big idea jokes, but Quincy was there. Quincy was sitting right next to me. So yeah, like there was a lot of history in the room as well, which was quite cool. And like it was just it was cool for her to see that, you know, to get to be a part of Durban culture and to like, yeah, like understand it a bit better. And yeah, like I was, I was just stoked that she still left with me, you know, cause she's been coming to comedy gigs with me and we've been, like, they've been going pretty well. Some of them have been pretty fucking tragic. I won't lie, but also some of them being good. You know, I've, I've been good. I've done well. Like I thought I killed, I thought I murdered, but nah, like what happened last night, that was killing. Like that was just like your absolute destruction, like just non-stop laughter the whole time like no point no points where like you know people didn't get jokes and shit like that whereas you know my sets uh, a lot of it goes well but there's always but i mean i'm also working shit out you know like work anyway like comparison is the thief of joy of course but i'm just saying like she's now seen where the level is at and she doesn't think i'm a complete fucking loser so hey like, I think, I think we're winning. Like, I think we're winning. I think we've got a keeper here. Like, a, a Mark Boucher, but not racist. Uh, fuck. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. Guess I'm not. Uh, what's, what's been happening in the fucking country at the moment? Like, well, chaos. <laughs> like, I know the taxi strikes in Cape Town are fucking hectic. And I'm, you know, obviously... I don't know what to say about that. Like, I want to say, like, you know, my thoughts go out to you or whatever. But, like, how does, how does that help? You know? But, like, yeah, like, if you if you are a commuter, like, someone who needs to get to work and shit, and, like, apartheid spatial planning fucks up your life as much as it does already, and now you've got to deal with all of this, like, yeah, my condolences. I don't know what the fuck I meant to say to that. But it's, like, it sucks. And... I don't know like fuck the da of course like just all the way fuck that jp smith though and also like while i agree with strike action and shit like that i do think like obviously the violence and all of that especially from organizations like it's not like you know like i think violence as a tactic and language of the oppressed you know like i'm on board with that kind of stuff but I don't think the taxi associations, the taxi associations are exactly, you know, an oppressed group. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I just know that a lot of people are being affected because of really poor decision making by fucking the DA in Cape Town. Like, it's that simple. And also because of apartheid spatial planning and because of the lack of low cost housing in the city like that's one of the big things everyone always fucking complains about with cape town is the price of fucking rent there the, like you can't live in the city there unless you have like a middle class job like if you've got a lower class job you're fucked like so people have to travel in. and it's not just the city but in general like you know near the city bowl is where most of the work is but most people don't live there 
most people live on the outskirts and have to take fucking public transport but then also the cape but like the cape town bus and shit like doesn't go to certain areas like i know this because when i go to cape town i'm like oh cool i can just take the bus wherever oh no it doesn't go there oh okay that's fucking weird why does it not go there so yeah like i don't know the whole taxi public transport fucking vibe here in south africa is nuts like i appreciate taxis i catch taxis a lot i utilize them in durban especially yeah the mbilo 7 and then also the one that goes up from uh, Berea road and then heads to florida like i've caught those two a million times and like i used to like i used to catch like the taxi into town and then from town elsewhere fuck loads like i've caught many many taxis because the bus service in this city is a fucking joke and in general in this country like public transport just isn't maintained properly it just isn't run well it's like i don't know it just feels like another way for us just to steal fucking money to be honest so yeah i think taxis are incredibly useful in this country but also obviously have my own issues we all have fucking issues with taxis in this country because they can be unsafe taxi drivers can be aggressive in that taxi drivers can also be some of the fucking nicest friendliest most helpful people like i've trust me i've had many taxi drivers be very helpful especially when i'm in other cities and stuff and like you know i'm trying to get around and like yeah you just chat to someone and just be like yo i need to get here and then they can like guide you a bit you know they can either tell you that ah, this is this is a taxi or like i'll drop you off here like some always have even like yeah drop me off even closer to places even like if it's gone like a slightly off their route and stuff and like i've you know like i've had amazing experiences but i've also had like you know those taxi trips trips where you're literally just like you know i'm an atheist but i pray like i'm just like dear god please can i just make it through this trip i just i'll start going to church i'll stop making jokes about you just get me get me get me home please and yeah like so and then yeah there's the intimidation there's, there's all these different fucking like issues of course but yeah to me a lot of it is obviously this current situation and especially because it's in cape town and the da have had you know control of cape town for so long it's squarely on their fucking shoulders like here in durban it's obviously the fucking anc's fault that the fucking public like transport system is as fucked as it is like the people mover in town works quite well and i utilize that you know when i when i need to but the actual durban transport system is fucking chaos like it's you know like always won't like you don't get a ticket you know you give your money to the guy he gives you your change and you don't get a ticket because the drivers are clearly pocketing the money so <laughs> you know the, 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 the service is just losing money like, like the buses are usually empty most of the time like at least i know with like the ambilo 7 and shit which was like my route and yeah so like these things are just losing money but they're never on time and it's always like an hour like apart which is just not exactly convenient you know and taxis are there whenever they're full basically like it gets full up in town they come to come through like along the esplanade come up like uh clock road and then not clock road anyway you I don't need to tell you the whole route but basically that comes pretty often because it's a popular route and a lot of people take it so 
you can get a taxi probably every 10 minutes like most of the time 15 minutes like during the day and then during peak time it's like every five minutes you can get a taxi so of course like no one uses the fucking bus because what's the point and uh yeah i don't i wasn't expecting to go on that little rant there but it is a uh, I don't know man like I, I don't have any fucking solutions for this shit this is also the problem this is the thing like i i don't know what i meant to fucking do about any of this but it is like clearly apparent that everything is fucking broken and like you got like people freaking out because of julius with singing uh, kill the boar and it's like come on people can we just can we act like we've passed matric here like i know i know that's all you need to get into the fucking da but they still act like they haven't done that so i don't know man like the way i see it is i mean obviously we don't know people's intentions and blah 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 blah. but it's a struggle song like we we know that the history right we get that it's a struggle song and we can also understand this is something i was saying on instagram the other day that sometimes when we sing songs we don't necessarily mean the words that we're singing like i'm sure anyone who's ever sang along to a hip-hop song ever knows what i'm talking about you're not a drug dealer you're not gonna pop a cap in anyone's ass like if i'm in the club with 10 rand in my pockets and a hunter's dry in my hand and i'm busy like talking about making it rain and popping bottles like we can get that there's a, a bit of fantasy involved here there's a little bit of symbolism involved here and of course i think farm murders are a real issue i don't think they're a sign of white genocide at all since i think more people get shots on the cape flats like in a month than you know our farm murders happen in the entire country over the entire year like i think let me actually quickly check here uh one second yeah there were 50 50 farm murders in 2022 this is according to afri forum uh, and 333 attacks like i'm pretty certain those numbers are higher uh in in the cape flats like I'm, I'm pretty certain i think you you live in any township in south africa and you're probably exposed to more violence than your average farmer probably like i don't know that i'm just saying like that's kind of the way i would like just knowing how the life in south africa goes but of course like i'm like farm murders are terrible like they're brutal as fuck it's fucking hectic like i don't know what we're meant to do about it because you know people live in rural spaces rural areas like there's not it's not very easy for you know like protection i guess like that is one of the things like i mean although even living in the city like fuck last week i had a dude with a gigantic knife uh <laughs> chasing after me so you know it's not like the cities are safe either but there's usually a few more people around there's usually a few more eyes around but i do think in general like violent crime in this country is it's a fucking problem man and i don't think blaming julius for any of that is going to help you like i don't think you know targeting him and saying like oh he's trying to you know incite violence or he's trying to you know get more farmers killed or this or that like nah that's that's just not the fucking reality that's not the truth like the reality is like this country has deep 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 fucking wounds and a lot of people are living horrific fucking lives and resorting to doing violent terrible fucking things as i don't know a means of like 
you know, you grow up a certain way, you come out a certain way. Like, you don't necessarily always have, like, the most choices in this life. And, like, yeah, like, we all can say we wouldn't do this or we wouldn't do that, and probably not. But you also don't know those circumstances. You don't know what it's like to grow up, you know, somewhere where there's gangs around you, where, you know, you have to be violent, where you have to be a part of a violent, like, group so, so that you're not a victim of it. You know, so that you're not fucking attacked, so that you're not fucking murdered. You land up being a murderer. And I mean, maybe maybe I'm making excuses here, but I'm not really. I'm just trying to explain that, like, we all come from different circumstances. We all have different ways of seeing the world. We all have different fucking approaches to these things. And unfortunately, some people, you know, like, live lives where to them, they think that they have to fucking steal and murder and rape and fucking do horrific horrific things to people and yeah man like it's it's clearly because of the fact that like this country just isn't being developed properly like people just don't have choices people just don't have fucking opportunities and the longer that goes on for the worse things will get so no matter what we're voting AMC out next year right like even though I'm saying like I don't necessarily trust Julius and shit I probably I don't know I'm not gonna say who I'm gonna vote for but like you you get it I actually used to have a joke and I still do uh, and I'll tell it to you uh, I vote for the EFF which is the economic freedom fighters because I want to fight for freedom but I'm on a budget I actually like that I really love that joke <laughs> oh man but yeah, like, I know we're all looking ahead to next year, and, like, maybe maybe people don't want to vote, maybe people do. Like, I'm not someone who necessarily, like, is going to tell other people, you should go out and vote and this and that, because I don't know how effectual it really is. I don't know, like, you know, changing leaders. I mean, it hopefully will help, but, like, we don't exactly have good options. So, yeah, I know we're all looking ahead, just going, what the fuck are we going to do? how do we change this like how how do we make it better and i think it's like number one it does start with voting out the anc like that that to me is just we can all maybe we can't all agree on that maybe some of you still support the anc and you've got your reasons for that and i understand it's like obviously historically um they've been very important but i don't know current analysis of the country and the leadership is that it's pretty fucked and we gotta we gotta do something about that so what we do it's uh it's up to it's up to you to figure that out i i, I don't have the answers uh you you tell me what we're gonna do about that and i'll i'll maybe maybe join you with that so yeah man that's that's i guess what's been on my mind i've actually been sick this week so i have been engaging with the news a little more than i would like to to be honest with you like i don't know how much staying informed actually helps like, I'm always on the fence about it. Like, I'd, obviously, you know, you should know what's going on and this and that. But it's also, like, so much of it is out of your control. And now you just got more shit to worry about all day when, you know, just trying to, just trying to feed my kids, man. Just trying to feed my kids. <laughs> By my kids, I mean my sperm. Because, uh, yeah, I don't have actual kids. But I do, I do have potential kids, probably. And they're trying to eat. <laughs> Fuck i don't even know where the fuck i'm going with that but yeah i've also been yeah applying for jobs i've done some interviews and this and that and that's that's all a fucking grind everything just feels like a fucking grind at the moment but 
I know my life is going a lot better than a lot of other people, especially in this country. So I'm not, I'm not going to moan. I'm not going to complain about it. I am just going to tell you that, yeah, like I've been, I've been on the grind. I've been like mentally, I have been like just getting frustrated about certain things, but it's fine. Like it's, it's totally fine. Like I'll, I'll get through it. It'll be okay. And yeah, like you'll, you'll notice on the timelines that there's going to be more content, uh, more media. Like I've been making little uh, captioned videos and stuff like that, reels and stuff. And then also on YouTube, I'm going to be doing some stuff there. And like, yeah, I'm probably for a while going to cut these back to one interview every second week and then one of these in between each time. And then just try and give myself two weeks to promote each episode and just like make sure that people actually hear these fucking things, man. Like I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing the stats that I'm seeing. I want to I wanna see the numbers bump up a bit. And I know that there's effort that I can put in to actually make that happen. So instead of bitching, critiquing, moaning and being mad as fuck, just admit not only are we talented, but we're rad as fuck, you know? So, so that's it. Like I'm just... I'm just trying to show people that we're rad as fuck and just trying to like actually market this thing a little better. So yeah, if you could help me out by when you see some of these things on the timeline, sharing them, liking them, leaving comments, that does all help with the algorithms and it does all help get uh, these in front of more eyes and then more ears. So yeah, also if you are listening to this on Spotify, by the way, please could you leave a review there? I uh, know we've got like tons of dope reviews and tons like on like uh, Apple, we've got like tons and it's really cool. And I mean, even if you're on Apple and you haven't done a done a rating and a review yet, feel free to go do that because those things do actually help. You know, it is social proof and it does like, I think it does help a little. Like I think Spotify tells us that, you know, those things are important. So if you could do that, that would be appreciated. And that's that's i guess oh shit tomorrow tomorrow i'm fucking emceeing the ales for tales uh festival it's a day fest happening up in kloof by the kloof sbca there all the proceeds are going towards the kloof sbca donating my time but i'm pretty stoked to fucking do it and i'm really looking forward to that i get to MC like I like I haven't done MCing in a while but like music festivals are like people should be hiring me for this shit like there's no one better suited in this country to MCing music festivals than me like I've got the mic skills and I've got the fucking knowledge you know like I've got all of it like I've been a punter I've been I've put on festivals I've been a music journalist like hire me motherfuckers that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So I got the fucking source, you know? And so, yeah, tomorrow going to get to exercise my MCing muscles a little bit. And that's going to be pretty fucking fun. And I'm excited because there's going to be like it's up the hill. And I'm going to see quite a few people who I haven't seen in a while since they since they left the, the South Durban Basin and uh, ventured up the hill. But yeah, that's that. That's, I think, all I gotta tell you for now. There's probably other shit that I'm fucking forgetting about, but like, it doesn't really matter, I guess. So maybe next week I'll tell you about it. That does bring us to the shoutouts uh, every single week, etc., etc. You know the vibe. Shoutouts to Rousseau, the storage clerk of subtle heresies in the Lesser Overberg region, Russell Grant, the Far East correspondent, Neil Green, the key grip. 
Karan Slevin, the almost perfect hedge fund manager, Res Ventura, the director of purchasing, Karan Chetty, the assistant to the regional manager, Kath Jenkins, the inevitable ruler of the universe, and Queen Swifty, Stephen Olafia, the executive producer. And a big thank you to Damien Roots for the bed music here underneath me, the banging intro you hear at the start of every episode, and shout out to you for listening all the way through to the end. I will catch you on the flip side.